0: your best friends best friends podcast come here to find out all the tips and tricks of making it through the chaos of life with your mind body and spirit intact so sit back relax grab a drink and welcome
1: to the The courtney Courtney and nikki
0: Nikki show show. right hey everybody hey nikki hey welcome back besties welcome it's episode two right
1: and we end this thing Struggling, just trying to
0: make it. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to make it, you all. It's been an interesting week, but you know, it's Thursday. Friday Eve, really. Yeah. The best day,
1: really, Friday. Honestly, I ain't gonna lie. I told my I told one of my kids the other day Sunday was actually my favorite day.
0: Mm-hmm. Why is Sunday so special?
1: Because I seriously cut off like anybody trying to make me work on a Sunday. Like it's like a religion and not just church related or seriously religion related, but I purposefully don't put any type of work unless it's paying me extra on a Sunday. Like I just think that's that's my own Sabbath. That's my self care day. It's my day to take care of my family and like get myself, you know, rejuvenated for the year, for the year, damn. Of the week <laughs> but it really be it may be making me feel good on a sunday like it's almost like a new beginning so but i do love i do bump with a friday now i do love me a good friday
0: right i'm gonna be honest i love a good sunday too especially if i don't have anything to do on monday hello now, if it's one of those Sundays where I have to go to work the next day, I'm already thinking... I already... The day is like just anxiety. Man, I hate Mondays. <laughs> yeah. Mondays really don't be that bad either, but... No. In especially, the end, not,
1: especially not how we, how we teaching right now. Right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we... Guys, we have some structure for you this week, and we're going to try to keep it that way. But you know how best friends get. We start talking and we go from point A to point P to point B to point Z to point T. So um, we're just gonna flow with it, but we wanna share with you guys our health goals for, I don't know if it's for the week, but what we're working on right now. So I'll let my girl Courtney go first.
0: All right, you all. So just talking about stress management. Um, It's hard out here. I said it last week. And so I know for me personally, I'm trying to find a positive way to channel my energy and do something that I'm passionate about. So um, I've been taking this writing class and I'm starting a poetry class. I actually started it on Tuesday with my first day. And so I embarrassed myself. No. Or how? Because, you know, I'm not a real poet and I might be in my head a little bit about it, too um and I don't claim to be and so we read this poem and I interpreted it one way but really I interpreted it literally and everyone's like no it's a metaphor for this this is what it really is and I'm sitting there like "Says who well, one thing is the professor was like, well, you know, that's the great thing. You know, just like a teacher, you know, poems are um, open to interpretation, which is cool. But I did peep the metaphor in the end. OK. Um, but, you know, I'm just excited about being able to write and then create poetry. And I'm just forced to do it because if it's just left up to me. It might not get done. Yeah, I feel mm-hmm. you. I feel you poetry is really it was
1: was probably one of the hardest classes I took in undergrad as an English major like I wasn't good at the rhyming I wasn't good at the metaphors and it really and not I wasn't good it just took a lot more thought than the creative writing that I enjoyed the most
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I feel you friend but you're gonna get it you're a really good writer you're really good at like problem solving so give it some time it's day one
0: yeah, it'll be cool, too. In all actuality, I just want to include elements of poetry in my fiction. So I'm not out here trying to be a poet now if that happens. though, so the next Nikki Giovanni. I'm here for it. <laughs> so what about you, Nikki? What have you been doing um, health wise? Um, I
1: honestly have been. Well, I started keto and this is not a fad, y'all. I, don't, I know people do keto for fads or for quick diets. But, and I'm going to be real, Courtney, know I got, mm-hmm. I got embarrassed at her house. I'm talking about high school teenage embarrassment, crying in the bathroom embarrassment. And it really wasn't that big of a deal in, in like the bigger sense, but, or in the bigger picture, but in my head, it was, it was something that I needed. And I'm, I'm very honestly grateful for what happened? And I'll tell y'all what happened. We was in the at Courtney's crib at the um at the beach house, chilling, doing our thing. We do karaoke or whatever we doing. And we usually like <laughs> end up not getting naked, but we you know you take your sweatshirt off or your shirt off. You want to be comfortable. And un- not unfortunately, but at the time that it was happening, uh, a male her man came in. I was not naked, but for a, as a mom as a mom who had a C-section, my fupa was out, right? I didn't know it. I didn't know my pants weren't pulled up. I didn't really, I was just having fun. And once I saw him, it triggered me. And it was one of those things I needed to kickstart my get your shit together, girl, because you don't ever want to be this embarrassed again. And you 32, I'm 32. So I'm not trying to be embarrassed about my body. And if I'm going to be, if that's the body I'm going to have, I need to learn to love it. And that was like my goal. So For me, my health goal now is to love my body as it is and as I want it to be. So I went keto in October because I needed a super like quick start, strict diet plan. Um, And I actually love it. I still eat keto. I won't say strict keto. I probably um, consume a little bit of carbs, but not nearly as much. No sugar, just just stay away from it. I don't know if anybody else got the American sugar, like addict, like I am, or like I was, but you don't realize, honestly, I feel like in America, you don't realize that you are allergic to, sh- you're allergic, <laughs> addicted to sugar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Until you literally cut off all, I'm talking about all forms of sugar, any form whether it's from fruit or not from fruit, like you just have to cut it off and it's really been doing well for me. So I've been sticking to that. And the other thing that I've been doing lately is I've been really trying to lift and I've been trying to lift heavy. I want my body to be strong. Um, So I've been doing a lot of lifting and really just trying to be consistent. I think my health goal for me is just a, one of the main parts of my health goal is to be consistent. Like I've always been a really good athletic person I've always been pretty active I will be on my feet all day long just so I don't feel lazy but the consistency of like working out and having a regimen has been really big to me um so that's been going great I'm down I guess from pregnancy I think it's like 70 pounds 75 pounds so I've been doing okay
2: I know no
1: Nikki (laughs) I've been doing really good. I'm so proud of myself. I just try not to like toot my own home too much because I feel like I'd be kind of doing too much. But I'm very proud of myself. Um, I've done it before. I know I can do it again. I've, after college, I lost 100 pounds. So I know I can do it. It's just a mental, you know, it's really you got to check yourself. But I promise y'all that embarrassment, Court, you already know. Like I was in the bathroom yeah. y'all crying because I knew that that's not what I like. That's just not what how I wanted to feel. So um yeah, my health goal is just consistency and lift. Yeah. Lift heavy. Lift heavy. I ain't trying to be cardio is straight, but I feel like it'd be making me
0: flabby a little bit. Mm, that's good to know. So you are definitely right when it comes to the whole consistency. It's key. Yeah. That's my obstacle right there being consistent. Um I'm excited because I ordered me a weighted hula hoop. Okay. So I will let you all know how it goes once it comes. Yeah, and Courtney, let know if you should
1: girl. invest. You got to share that link for your weighted hula hoop. We'll put it down in the show notes cuz. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and maybe some people have interested how, how how are you like an were you an
0: avid hula hooper as a child? I love hula hoop I used to love hula hooping so um yeah it was funny I was reading the people's reviews and they were all I just never really learned how to hula hoop it's always been a struggle for me Mm -hmm. and I'm sitting here like well I'm not gonna have that problem (laughs) yeah I know it's not too hard I don't think it's all practice though
1: yeah I've heard a lot of good things about weighted hula hoops Really good for your hips and your legs and your midsection for real, for real. That's time. the results are fast. I'm excited. So you are a person where you when you go buy something, you have to like read through the reviews first. It depends on what
0: it is. I like to be an informed shopper sometimes.
1: That's a good one. Informed shopper. So yeah. How many reviews do you read? How many pages of reviews do you read there before you be like, OK, I can buy it?
0: I don't have to read a lot of reviews if I'm reading. So this is how I shop. First of all, if this is something like. It's my first time buying it. I've never bought it before. I'm going for the top stars. Four stars in a period. I use yeah. my filter jaw. <laughs> um, and then so just depending on what those stars is looking at looking like. I want to see um, what is it that people are saying are the flaws um just in case you know then I can kind of think well what will happen if that happens to me and yeah it don't take too much as long as I don't see a lot of oh well this is gonna break and it's poor quality then I may say never mind I'll get something else
1: yeah that's me, except I read the questions and the answers and like, oh, I go to, go to uh, the brand's page and read the reviews on there. Like it takes me <laughs> forever to, cho- I, like, it just takes me forever. So, but that's tight though. I actually, if you like it, I may have to add that to my little home gym. Cause once this, uh, oh, for, for yeah. Once the summer hits, I plan on, I need to do, I, I prefer to do home outdoor workouts but crop tops right? 2021 right crop tops 20 hello hashtag crop mm-hmm. tops 2021 y'all i just started wearing crop tops courtney and our homegirl mj got me into the crop top phase and i love it
0: i don't know where i've been where have i been y'all nikki just ordered her first pair of fashion all with jeans please tell us the story of that okay
1: so the first pair i overestimated how what size i needed this was on your birthday i bought them that night and I bought the size that I was wearing. And I don't know if it's based on the cut or the style of jean. All their jeans seem to not fit the same. So you kind of have to like, I would say go smaller than you would assume. But I also don't want to say that because your pants may be too small.
0: Great right, uh, reviews.
1: But I'm going to go with a pair that does fit. And man, they fit like you know, that, you know that Kim Kardashian dress that's latex?
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's what the jeans
1: be fit like. <laughs> that's how those jeans fit. That's how those jeans fit. They fit like latex. Like, I'm telling you, I'm in the car like... <laughs> Like you can't, you no know, <laughs> relaxing, but you look good. Honestly, when I'm walking around, I don't feel bad. I think that was that first day I had to get used to like jeans actually fitting me. I've been wearing mom jeans y'all for like two years. Honestly, I probably didn't be wearing jeans. I've been wearing mom pants for two years. So having something really fit me where, and I have a big, if y'all don't know me, I got a big booty, big hips, but my waist is smaller than you know, smaller than my hips. So I need something that's going to sink or cinch, cinch. Is that the right word? Cinch in the middle. I think that's a good word. Yes. Yeah, cinch in the waist, but like fill out in the rest of my body. In those Fashion Nova jeans on point. I still need to take back the, the side that's too big, but it's on point And I really love it. It makes me feel really good to wear jeans again. Thanks to Courtney. Cause I had no hope in buying jeans online. I was like, I need to go to Burlington. <laughs> But it's tight. I've I've been feeling really good with my little, and I made another Fashion Nova purchase. So, oh,
0: yeah. You know, she's been introduced to the Fashion Nova world. I've been a little turned out for the last couple of years. So, shout out to Fashion Nova. Right.
1: Shout out to Fashion Nova. Have you, um, how long have you been shopping at Fashion Nova?
0: Oh, I don't know. It had, when I first started hearing about it on Instagram. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, I I would shop on there, but I used I would sleep on the jeans until fairly recently.
1: Hmm. I mean, it's really hard to find a really good pair of jeans, no matter the size Mm -hmm. of your body, no matter your height or whatever. I feel like it's really hard to find a good pair of jeans. And this is the first time I've been able to shop online and find jeans that fit me to the T. I'm talking about my height, my waist, my hips, every part of the jean fits. Fits so I ain't mad, I'm not mad at all. They just need to drop another 50% off sale, and I'll be uh,
0: I'll do another spree, <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm sitting here like, let me take a some time off,
1: or they can sponsor these best friends and uh, get us some matching outfits, either
0: or. <laughs> just put it out there, just
1: put it out there in the universe, yeah. So But yeah, y'all, that's what we've been, that's what we've been really focused on with our health goals. Courtney has really been into journaling and passionate about her writing and making that like a consistent thing in her life. And I think that's really good for like, not only like she says, self, uh, excuse me, stress, stress, stress management, but also just for your mental health to like, write your thoughts out and imagine in a year's time, you go back to read that. And if you've done the work on yourself, like we talk about do the work, you can see a lot of growth. So, mm-hmm. and you know, I me, mean, I'm just trying to get fine. That's really it. <laughs> at, the <end. laughs> at the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm trying to get fine. So I think it's time to pop into pop, mm, jump into some pop culture. And we wanted to talk about the Megan and Harry interview with Oprah herself. And uh, Courtney, did you finish mm-hmm. watching it? I did finish watching it. I'm sitting here like, where should we even I know. start? Okay, well, let me start y'all off by saying that Courtney has watched the Princess Diana. What was it like? Just a documentary, or like you yeah. had some his some some type of preview to the royal family,
0: right? So probably about last summer or whatever. I was actually watching. Um, I like the channel reels. They do a lot of stuff about um, celebrities, old time celebrities and the things that they go through. And they did a segment on Princess Diana and they were talking about, you know, some of the drama that she was having with the royal family. And more specifically, um, it was related to the tabloids. And it was this tabloid war that she had. Um, It was Princess Diana. And they put it off like it was versus her and the queen or at least the royal family. And so they were actually the royal family was already using the media to rip Princess Diana to shirts, Mm. Uh, especially when it came, especially when she decided to go ahead and divorce. What Prince Charles, Mm -hmm. you know, I really just want to call him Charles, but I'll put some respect on his name. (laughs) Uh, the pedophiles Um, but yeah so they talked about this war that they had and they talked about the media frenzy and how that led up to her death but it also mentioned that famous interview where she was really open about some of her challenges with the royal family so the whole time I was watching the interview, I was looking at some of the parallels between what Princess Diana said oh. and what Megan said. Yeah, I've, I,
1: so I, the, I'll tell you, the only, my knowledge of the royal family goes to like the crown, mm-hmm. the season two, episode two, and um, what I see in the tabloids. And, when watching the Megan and Harry interview one, I feel like I had no choice, but to watch it because it was everywhere, everywhere. Like Mm -hmm. the moment, excuse me, from the day that it happened, everybody, it was everywhere on IG, everywhere on Facebook. Like, it was like, you better watch this shit or else. That's what it kind of felt like. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, But what I took from it is that, and I didn't, and mind you, I had no, I mean, I knew about princess Diana. I knew I, I, Correct me if I'm wrong, Courtney. Was she having an af- alleged affair with her one of her security people? A black man, or was not a black man? It wasn't a black I man. I don't
0: think it was a black man, but I think there were allegations of infidelity really on both parts. Yeah. So I think yeah. it was some allegations that she may have been cheating. Well, didn't you say Charles had another had another lady too? Yeah, so the what? whole time that they were married. He was in love with, what, Camilla? Camilla, that's the name, yeah. And, you know, they're married now. Mm, Mm. Right. I don't think they married too many years after Princess Diana died. I bet But, you know, they were were divorced before her death. Yeah. Did they strip her titles, too? They did. Yeah, okay.
1: So before we get into stripping titles, because that's, like, at the end of that interview... So some of the one thing that struck me immediately was that they are still protecting their royal family. Now, I know that at one point Oprah asked like, "Did you not research or Google?" You know, the royal family, like, did you know anything? And she was like, no, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't Google anything. I just, I just didn't find it necessary. And I'm thinking,
0: girl, yeah, let's talk about that.
1: How are you not Googling anything? How are you not doing your research? You are not going into, you know, um, little John and the East side boys family. You're going into the royal family.
0: How? Yeah, see that's that's that immediately tripped me out, too, Nikki. And you mean to tell me that you don't know enough to do some research at least on some of those customs and those rules that the royal family have to abide by
1: or find it necessary. Like, yeah, even after they were dating, she was still googling their national anthem. Like, sis, you're dating a prince this ain't like this is not like some some dude next door some dude you found some dude you met on like a set yeah exactly this is a prince his mama his grandmother is the queen of england they've been a whole damn tv sh- t- netflix series about her like how are you not how i that part was super confusing to me like you don't find it necessary to research i research a regular niggas Exactly, yeah exactly. <laughs> like I'm Facebooking regular people, so like you're not doing your research, I feel like that was I feel like that was that was that was messed up on her part, and
0: she it was a, it was a disservice to herself. she said it was naive, it's just hard for me to believe that, wow, you can be so naive, and so
1: naive, uh, wasn't uh
0: columbus british. Was he not? Where was he from? No, Spain. He he traveled for the Spanish. Mm. But I wonder if he was, I feel like he was Portuguese. No, he wouldn't have been Portuguese, would he? That's Brazil. Um let me see. Now I'm curious. Me too. Like I'm just trying to understand how
1: like so in I mean I bring that up because they mentioned how they say several times how racism like was not a part of their thought as to why all this treatment was happening. And I'm thinking, okay, she not black, black. She not like her roots, give her away. That's fine. But like, she, she's passing. She's a very fair, ch- fair woman, fair black woman. So at, at the end of the day, you still black girl. Your mama is like dark my complexion maybe a little bit darker black and you never thought that you having a history or a part of you being a black person an african person being a part of how they're treating you how how these especially
0: especially, yeah i was just gonna say especially to find out that race played a huge part in it but you know i i don't I. You're marrying into a a white family Mm -hmm. and you're not you're not 100 percent a white person. And so I think that, you know, anybody of color, at least, you know, be aware of the racial dynamics. Um, And I'm not even saying you go into the situation assuming that people are going to be racist, but you don't want to sit there and be naive about the fact that it might not happen. Yeah. And that's something that I want to find out before marrying into a family. Thanks. I was sitting there listening to them and what popped up in my head was an image from Get Out. Ooh, yep. And I, I only I'm, saw five minutes to get out And I was done with it But I feel you I'm sitting here like The way that they're talking I'm trapped They said that they were trapped, trapped. Yep. They couldn't You know What did she say? This they took one. her phone They
1: keys. took her phone Her keys Her passport Her driver's license You what? are trapped Yeah you're trapped And Harry said it Harry was like I was trapped My daddy is trapped My brother is trapped Anybody in there is trapped. And mm-hmm. what made it really, what made it really prevalent, it was like, they kept saying the word, the institution.
0: Yeah.
1: Who, who, who was the institution? Cause we, if you watched a crown, I've been trying to, I've been catching up with it. Like I said, I'm on season two episode two hard to get through. Um, but when you look at that show, it's, sh- it, it just it opens your eyes to like the queen is not the, she's not the mouthpiece. She's the deliverer of the message a lot of the times, but she's not the one making a lot of decisions. The prime minister was making a lot of decisions um, and a whole bunch of other like senior people within this organization, this institution is making decisions. So it goes to, it seems like to me, it goes way deeper but girl, I just, I don't see how Megan thought that her being black, but you know, I told you Megan's passing. So in America, mm-hmm. she kind of, she just a little, you know, she'll, she'll be she up there on the totem pole, She up there on the totem pole. So she's been kind of blessed in that sense and I'm not saying it as in like that we are not blessed because we're you know darker skinned black women but I feel like she has had an advantage of being a fair-skinned black woman a very fair I think she's very fair as far as her skin complexion is concerned um like the brown paper bag is not needed for her Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and I I feel like when she when she joined that family it was like a, oh, shit. Okay. Right. Like, okay. This is what it's like. This is what it's like. And it just, it really irked me. Like, that was one of the biggest things that irked me. Like, you really didn't find the need. Like, you, protect yourself, girl.
0: Protect For yourself. a lot of reasons. For a lot of reasons. You're an American marrying to this, marrying into this family. You know, people don't even like Americans i do want to say i i commend them i am incredibly impressed with the fact that they said deuces i guess we're gonna give it all up yep and, and i really want to give a shout out to tyler perry yeah medea <laughs> yeah me <laughs> Madea. Tyler perry. who would have thought that tyler perry would have been the one to help and give megan and Harry a place to stay once, you know, they come back um, and they, they come back to the Americas. Tyler Perry. freaking Perry. And security. And security. The security that they couldn't even, that Harry used to have.
1: That's what, that, that's the part that really like, damn, they really, like, it's it's all because of her. And it also said to me, this man really loved this girl. It's mm-hmm. like, he gave up. A lot. A and I say a lot in the sense of like when you're just regular folk like us, right? You're not Mm -hmm. quote unquote royal. You are give he gave up a lot and to walk away from his entire life just on the backbone of like, I love this woman, I know she's not what you guys think she is, and you know, Harry about that life, Harry been wild, so. It it really, I I have that too, like much respect to Harry for like standing beside her and really like standing up to his family being like, okay, well, I'd rather
0: lose it all than than lose her. Well, for that reason too, I actually think that uh, it was more than Megan. What he actually said that if it weren't for her, he wouldn't have left. Yeah. But more in the sense of he wouldn't have had the courage to leave. He actually said that because I'm really sitting here thinking, you know, this is your whole family. This is not the first girl you've been with. And so it must be some stuff, like they said, going on behind the scenes that we can't see um, with their little photo ops. Yep, And I'm sure that was very damaging to him even yeah. before Megan I mean come on these people are really responsible
2: in they a killed sense, his mama.
0: for his mother's death yeah, yeah people really blame all of them for that it's I know it's gotta be a lot of bad blood
1: yeah he he says the phrase history repeating itself a lot throughout the mm-hmm. and maybe not a lot but several times throughout the interview and you can tell if you're Someone who was born around, or was alive, or whatever was born around the time where you under you knew the story of Princess Diana. You understand the weight of him saying, "History repeating itself." It's not like a cute thing. It definitely wasn't cute. It was very heavy. It was a very dark statement, and you can tell that he was. I mean, honestly, afraid for his wife or his. I, I guess at that time, yeah, he was his. She was his wife. Yeah. Mm hmm. Um, I think I also heard something about like how or just remember them saying how the, tab- the the UK tabloids have like a you scratch my back, I scratch yours kind of relationship with the royal family. Like if you if you put out positive news or positive things about the majority of us, the those of us who we care about, then we'll let you have full access. And um, it seems like I mean as far as I'm concerned Diana and Meghan are the only two and now Harry I guess are the only three people where the the royal family's like fuck it print whatever you want to print we don't care
0: Make- yeah because they come out and they that's the thing they do come out and they speak up for You know, the queen, like they've immediately come out about these allegations. Now, uh, nobody in the royal family is racist. Like they are straight up on damage control. But then they gave examples of the polarization or like the differences in Kate Middleton and Meghan Markle in the media when they were doing the same exact thing. The avocado thing. Like it was so stupid like yeah uh, even as far as um rubbing their bellies when they were pregnant it was okay for Kate Middleton to do but then when Meghan Markle did it she was vain and what
1: get the fuck out of here please like and you can tell she was kind of over it too but you can also tell in the interview that she was still triggered by a lot of the things because I mean she was pregnant and those are just things you don't want to have to deal with when you're pregnant. Did she say she doesn't? She never read anything. Or what like do you mean she,
0: read? Like she didn't
1: read the tabloids or like? Didn't yeah, she said line, she didn't.
0: So? That's what they were protecting her from.
1: No.
0: Protecting her from finding out the truth. She said that her friends and her family would call her crying about what they were saying in the on, in the tabloids, which I'm. Um,
1: now that I think about it, I'm like, if, if I'm your friend, if I'm like saying I'm your close, close friend, let's say best friend, and and I know what's being written about you in the tabloids, and I know you're pregnant, the last thing I want to do is come to you with the with the BS. Like I feel like if I'm your friend, I know what's the truth. So I'm not about to entertain. Or, or bum rush at that moment, like you being pregnant, like that's a very vulnerable time. Like the last thing you want to do is add stress on to someone who's like, you know, bringing a whole human into this world. That's enough stress. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: So. so I wonder, I wonder more about the timeline. I mm-hmm. will say too, it definitely seemed like as much as they appear very forthcoming in some of their stories, they were definitely holding back. Yeah. Um, They I mean, she Megan made the allegation that, um, you know, they won't even come out and tell the truth on my behalf. When they they published the reports that her and Kate, she made Kate Middleton cry and that she said was a straight up lie. And nobody wanted to come forth with the truth. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, you all are out here, uh, you know, Covering up for people who are blatant liars. I don't get it. Let's talk about Prince Andrew and Jeffrey Epstein. Hmm. Who is the queen's son Prince Andrew is, y'all. Yep. But so it's... You can't expect these people to have good intentions, I don't think. And then they're hiding a pedophile.
1: It's a tangled mess. Like, all this is a tangled mess. And... Most of the time that most of the things that that triggered me while watching the interviews when she talked about her depression and I know Mm -hmm. she was probably dealing with some sort, of some sort of some sort. Oh, my gosh. Some sort of postpartum depression. But I also know that her depression came a lot of her depression came from. The media that she was dealing with and the stress of the family and to hear this woman say like okay I'm ready to like end it all ready to kill myself basically and she goes mm-hmm. to them for help like saying this is where I am and I need you got my passport sis like you got my my phone and my you know all this stuff like I need to get help and they're like mm, there's nothing we can really do about that I'm like what the fuck this woman. Yeah. How? To me that was like, okay, y'all need to bounce. Because you were in a very powerful, well, fi- like financially stable institution if you want, to, you know, use that same language. And you're telling them like this is so heavy for you and you're carrying a child and they're just like, whatever. There's nothing we can do about it.
0: And you have the awareness because one thing she talked about was she's from America. She's been relatively free to do whatever she wanted to do in all actuality. And then, you know, she's been able to get away with a lot. And so now, you know, y'all taking her free will. She talked about all she wanted was permission to go to a hospital. Yep. But everything was about appearances. You can't make us look bad. You can't get help because you can't make us look bad.
1: You know what that sounded like to me, though, when I kind of heard it? The Black American family can't talk Mm. about therapy, can't talk about needing, you know, mental health help because it's going to make the family look bad. It really like as soon as she started talking about that, it made me think, well, I mean, I can count on, you know, two hands how many times somebody in my family has told me, you know, not to mention something about mental health because it makes the family look bad or, mm-hmm. like, you know, so that really that stuck out to me, but I feel, I mean, I felt really sad for them most of the time. Mostly sad. I mean, he did leave her, well, his his mama left him, what, 25, 30 million dollars? And over time with some interest, you know, maybe like, I don't know how long she had been gone, but at least what 45, 50?
0: He has enough money, you know. He got enough money for them to live off on. Yeah, I mean, you so, live up for
1: of twenty five million dollars, and you need to you need to re- uh, readjust your budget.
0: Hey, I could live off twenty five million dollars. Yeah, yeah, I can sure. live off of twenty five million dollars. Like what? But um, so it was really interesting. Yeah, they. It at least it ended on a um happy note. But what's killing me now is all the backlash in the media. Yeah, people don't like what's his them. name? Pierce Morgan calling her a liar. Storming off of his little show. Pierce
1: Morgan can choke on a sausage. Quite, <laughs> quite honestly. Because like if you have anything negative to say about the fact that they did the interview, just yeah. off the base of that. These are people of the royal family where, honestly, I've never heard the queen talk ever, except for on the crown. Let's be real. Like, I've never heard, <laughs> I've never heard the queen speak. I've never like if either like the, the HR person or the press, you know, the, the PR person has said something. So like the fact that they even spoke was a big deal. And what could you like? That's their truth. Whether you like it or not, and whether it's the overall truth or not, like this is how they feel, how they were affected by it. Like, how can
0: you have anything to say about that? Like unless you're trying to cover up, you standing for them too. So you just want to keep covering off the shistiness up. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, but I yeah, mean, honestly how can you deny it?
1: At the end of the day, I wish I wish them nothing but the best. They seem very happy in LA or where Santa Barbara I think they said and just live your life oh one other thing they talked about the color of the baby's skin like how dark the baby was gonna be and homeboy came out looking like Casper
0: I'm sitting here like how dark y'all think this baby gonna be Megan, Michael, look y'all color right (laughs) <laughs> and Harry is white as a mug. So like you, he is translucent. Y'all baby
1: don't have red hair. Right. This this little boy looked just like him. Like he not dark at all. He, and no, no melanin. None. A zero percentage of melanin is in his skin. So I don't know what they were thinking, but the best to melon melon.
0: <laughs> the mm-hmm. best
1: to Megan and Harry. Honestly, I hope y'all just live y'all cute little Santa Barbara love. Right. Have more babies? Or they something they said it's like two was enough, which I feel them on that. um I don't have two, but one is kicking my ass. So, um yeah, I Y'all did that. Yeah, they did that. They they had to. I mean, it was honestly it had to be done. It was necessary because all that stuff you ain't about to lie on me. That's how I feel. You know about to lie on me, right?
0: And, no. So. not when I know better too mm-hmm. not when I know better and she did mention this and then we can close but I have all this life experience yep. and now y'all think y'all can't take that away from me yeah she
1: dope though I do I was rocking with her I'm not gonna lie I was rocking with her I did like the um, what's it called the connection she talked about with Little Mermaid I thought that was so cute how she got with this yeah. prince, lost her voice, and then in the end of the story, like she actually finally got her voice back, and I thought that was very sweet because mm-hmm. I love a mermaid. So I was like, you know what? Maybe you really was just naive to everything that you were getting. Maybe like, she was actually genuinely naive. Right. So, wake up. Live on Twitter or Instagram for you know a week or two. You'll you'll see. It's out there. That's the advice. Hello. All right, y'all. So we are going to switch it up (laughs) and get off this Megan
0: and Harry interview and get into some letters. All right. So it says Dear Courtney and Nikki, I had a friend I would talk to every day while I was doing my deliveries for work. We had anywhere between six and 25 conversations a day. For months, it was never an issue. All of a sudden, I got blocked on her social media. And her boyfriend, my husband's good friend, sent me a message telling me to leave her alone. I felt blindsided since it was out of the blue with no warning or any discussion between her and me about the amount of time we were talking. Well, they are using my Disney Plus streaming service and I feel like they are taking advantage of me. I'm not allowed over to their house anymore or to talk to her. But my husband is welcome anytime. I pay for the Disney Plus out of my personal money. Would it be so bad if I removed um, her from my account and changed my password?
1: Hmm. <laughs> I'm petty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm petty. So I probably change in passwords and not tell anybody. So, wait, let me get this straight. So, she's the friend.
0: Yep, she's the friend.
1: There's another girl, and she
0: and the other girl stopped communicating for some reason? She stopped communicating, and then her husband told her to leave the friend alone. No reason why? No, she didn't get a reason why. Wait, the writer's husband
1: told her to stop stop communicating with the other girl. No, so you have the writer
0: and her husband. Okay. And then the husband's friend. Hmm. And friend's wife. He so must- husband's friend told the writer to leave his wife alone. He
1: liked her. He liked her. Like what what else would you what other reason would you have to tell your to like What other reason would you not want there to be like any type of connection there? If you weren't really feeling her, he probably follow her. IG be looking at all her pictures, be feeling hella and, uh, you know, guilty. And the best thing he thinks to do is, okay, don't get too close to her. Cause I don't want her to be around and then me feel like, you know, I'm doing really, that's what I'm thinking. Like, you got to like her. Because why else would a man be intimidated about a relationship between two women <laughs>
0: if he's not feeling her? It said they talked from six to 25 conversations a day, though. Yeah. Now, that sounds like a lot. I mean, we talk on the phone a lot. And think That's about, 25. we don't need to talk on the phone six times a day. No. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> I could see that being a problem. But I'm at, at the same time, I'm, I'm like, well, why can't you communicate that that's the problem? Maybe, the, friend, maybe um, the girl's got something going on. Right? I'm like, is there anything more to the story? Yeah. Now, when it comes to changing her Disney Plus, see, you're not going to, you know, let my husband come somewhere all the time and I can't come. So, hey, Jim, I'm changing my password.
1: Yeah, facts. You're not about to sit there and um, tell me I can't come, but my man come, can. No, we are one, period. Right. My husband should be having my back for real. I wonder what her husband think about it. Like, is he like, all right, I'll come. You know how it- <laughs> that'd be like, all right, shoot. But no, that's interesting. I th- I think it it needs some clarity on like. I would ask why. I mean, I feel like we we're at a point to where like nobody needs to be left in the dark about anything. COVID has already left us in the dark enough so if you're about to yeah. you about this yeah cut somebody off or tell somebody i don't want you talking to so-and-so for whatever reason tell me why like mm-hmm. don't just sit here and like try to dictate what i who i talk to and what i do so um that's
0: kind of a hard one you need to give me a reason and it sounds like yeah there's no reason and it yeah i agree yeah, yeah. so home girl You better change your password and then let them come reaching out to you. And then you say, hey, well, you know, why? why, What happened? Why can't we be cool now? And then, you know, just see where it goes from there. Yeah. All right, Nikki, we got we got another one. Okay, I'm ready. All right. So dear Courtney and Nikki, I need your advice. I have a male best friend from high school. We dated in high school, but have only been friends since then. Occasionally we have sex when we hang out. Mm. Strictly physical. Mm. However, he has a fiance that he is marrying later this year. (laughs) I just found out I'm pregnant. I don't want to be with him, but I also don't want to have an abortion. He's pushing for an abortion so his fiance doesn't find out what's been going on he says i'm gonna ruin his life but an abortion will ruin mine what should i do
1: (laughs) okay let me be serious first of all i'm pro-choice so i feel like you should do what's what you think is best for you. And let me just put this out there. Disclaimer. We are not professionals. We are giving our pure advice. We're not telling you to do any of these things. We are just saying what I'm just saying, what I would do. If it were me, first of all, are we raw dogging? Like, let's be real. Like, are we not protecting ourselves with somebody who is, you know, who is, who has put in the effort to propose to another woman? Um, so I'm, I'm not raw dogging nobody that's point blank, period. Um, and if any man would cheat with you, he will cheat on you. So if you are here thinking that y'all just having some physical relationship, no, you're having very much an emotional relationship as well. And mm. I think that you need to protect yourself. Um, He was clearly using you for sex and there is no need to protect him or his feelings at all to me. If you want this baby, make sure you can take care of this baby because babies are not cheap. And you need to do the work to make sure that you and this child are gonna be straight. Outside of that, if you don't want the child, by all means, do what you need to do. And that sounds really morbid, but you need to do what you need to do and get to a point to where you are comfortable with your decision. Um, but he sounds like a dog to me. Like he sounds like trash. No man who's who has committed himself, because to propose to somebody takes a lot of like galls. And I'm talking about if you are... Let's just say, if you just if you are a person, if you're a man or a woman, I guess, who has the right intentions behind proposing to somebody, if you go, if you turn right around and you're still cheating on your on your partner, you're not ready to get married. So this ain't somebody you want to be with, sis. This is somebody you wanted to you want to procreate with. So I would I would just worry about self, protect yourself. If you want to keep this baby, keep it. If you don't handle your business i wouldn't even look for him to help you pay for it honestly because it
0: just sounds like it sounds like a disaster right see as i'm reading this you're right as far as that um emotional connection i'm sitting here like do you like him right like what's really going on because if y'all are still having sex uh, um, and y'all dated in high school but you you're still kicking it. There's gotta be some type of feelings involved. Yeah. And then, yeah, you know, I understand you wanting to keep this baby. Um, but it does, it just does boil down to, you know, he does sound like trash. This is not the type of guy that you want to be with to me.
1: And you get um, him you, you keep him how you get him. Like yeah. that, I
0: really believe in
1: that. And I'm and I'm saying that from experience, like you keep him how you get him.
0: So you like, like if he go ahead oh i'm just thinking so if he um if he wants you to have an abortion and then you don't even have an abortion what does that mean Mm-hmm. and so yeah you gotta it sounds like you have to be ready that he is gonna choo, choke up them deuces yeah he's gonna do it or it's gonna be hard at the very least but You have to follow your heart. If you want to keep your baby and you feel like you can take care of your child, you keep that baby. Yeah. Because you both made that choice to lie together. Yeah. Protect yourself. I mean, I understand the, the, the fantasy of like your high
1: school, you know, little boo thing. I get it. I was in my 20s, in my early 20s, still messing around with somebody who I dated in high school. And it was very much a very, it was a very adult physical relationship, but I knew I was very aware of the emotional connection that was still there. Mm-hmm. And the connection I feel like you make with your high school love or your high school crushes is a very deep one because the, I feel like the connections you have in your childhood, it can, they stick around a little bit longer than the ones you make as an adult, because when you're a child, you're very impressionable, you know, you're very naive. And you're not really. And when you and when you still deal with that person, those thoughts are still the same. Like those feelings are still Mm -hmm. for me. They were still the same. So like my high school, you know, boyfriend, I was 23 and still like, oh, my God, like acting like I was 17 again. (laughs) And that's not that's not the real like you 23 years old, girl, 24 years old. Like this man don't care about you. You just out here putting out. So think about mm. it that way. Like if you out here just putting out and you know he knows that you know that he got a woman and you still messing around.
0: Girl, he ain't thinking about you. Right, He gonna have his cake and eat it too. All of it. Flopping I, from flopping. Yep. Fond what is it called? Fond, fondant, fun, fond,
1: whatever that stuff is called. Yes, all of it. Run girl. That's what I say. Run. 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 Because it's not, it's not worth it. Honestly, too, like, think about your piece. Think about the child that you would, that the child, what the child would have to, you know, be born into. Right.
0: Because it's that child that come first at the end of the day. Yep. So you're sitting here and you're thinking about, you know, what you want to do for you. And he's thinking about what he wants to do in order to cover up his scandal. When at this point, it's a whole nother life involved now that y'all have to think about. yeah. Yep. It's way deeper than um,
1: just getting digged down in the middle of the summer. But whatever you do, boo, I hope it's, um, I hope you think about yourself and your child before you think about that guy.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: I think that's, that's one of those major important things where we just forget that at the end of the day, people can just walk away whenever they want to you have to be selfish in a sense like you have to be you have to think about yourself so that's the luck to you I don't know let us know how that um how that goes
0: right and um besties let us know what advice would you give to our writers here and next week um feel free to submit your submit yep. your letters um for advice yeah uh there you go <laughs> Yeah, at the Courtney and Nikki show, y'all. At Or you can send this to us on Instagram. Yep. All
1: right. All right, y'all. So we are back and we are going to get into something really a little bit heavier than what we've been talking about. Uh, We were trying to decide if we were going to talk about Black Lives Matter or Andrew, uh, Governor Andrew Cuomo, who has been accused of allegedly being i guess allegedly sexual harassing sexually harassing an intern is that correct courtney Mm -hmm. and now it's other women who's coming out so i'm gonna say one thing i feel like and as and i'm saying this as a person who who has been a victim and also a survivor of rape and sexual harassment that I fully, you will have to, you will have to prove to me that these women are wrong before you prove to me that he is wrong. Because I know what it's like to be a woman. I know what it's like to have to be in a workplace and have men sexualize you from, you know, your daggone fingernails to how you write in a document, right? Um, So I will never, ever doubt what's going on but i just i i mean i feel like this kind of came out of nowhere you can correct me if I'm wrong like i don't i don't really know where this
0: came from yeah so as of march 9th five women have accused Cuomo of sexual harassment or inappropriate behavior mm-hmm. and so you are apparently there's some nursing home scandal um uh, So apparently there was a nursing home scandal that there, I don't know if they were underestimating the death toll of people in this nursing home, but they said that, you know, it was a miscalculation of how many people were dead and the Cuomo team attempted to cover it up. Hmm. And by covering up, they used like intimidation tactics to try and cover it up. And so since that, that prompted, um, these women of accusing Cuomo of sexual harassment
1: what does the nursing home have to do with Cuomo though is he
0: like affiliating with them in some way well yeah so then you know it's a you know he's the governor okay hmm I just okay I'm so sure i so what they're saying so what they're saying is Cuomo's administration directed nursing homes to accept patients infected with the coronavirus. Oh. And so the directive will provide relief for overwhelmed New York hospitals, in theory. Mm. But instead, it turned out to be like throwing grenades in, the, in nursing homes, according to this article. Mm. Um, so Cuomo attempted to draw a veil and cover it up cover up the truth so the promo administration drastically and intentionally understated the pandemic's toll on those nursing home residents Hmm. which ultimately it sounded like it ultimately resulted in thousands of deaths Hmm. and this the cover-up that it sounds like it actually drew more of the attempted cover-up drew more attention to these harassment claims
2: hmm
0: i'm just
1: wondering why yeah okay well i'll tell you one thing i'm not surprised i would not be surprised if this did come out true i would not be surprised if cuomo was out here you know grabbing people by the pussy you know like the orange sickle that he loves to you know trash on his show I do live for a good Cuomo read, but I'm not, I'm just not. I don't put, I don't put anything past men.
0: I really don't. What? One thing is the harassment issues, the harassment allegations that I've heard, they haven't been anything as drastic as for lack of a better term. It, it didn't sound like it was really anything physical. Hmm. It sounds more of you know he might have brushed up against somebody, to the point where you don't know if it's intentional or not. Or one woman is even claiming that uh, he said, "Can I kiss you?"
1: That's the worst kind of sexual assault to me, though. The the kind that is so passive that you can't even like prove it sometimes because to some court systems or some judges it'd be like, well, I mean, it sounds like he was just being very friendly
0: and well and the most dangerous one to me I'm gonna say this you know I'm not saying that what he did is okay I think it just it turns into like we need to have a conversation about the fact that why are men so comfortable yeah um you know almost you're forcing yourself on a woman in a way, whether you're forcing us to have a conversation with you in a sense, you're trying to, you're trying to force us. or, uh, Hey girl, Hey, you look cute. Why do, why do we have to accept the, your attention? Mm-hmm. I don't understand why people want to stand guys like Andrew Cuomo or any person, um, accused of harassment and abuse Mm -hmm. when we're getting harassed by everyday broke men. Why wouldn't somebody like Cuomo who's on TV, who has power, who could say, Hey, you know, I got a friend who could get you in this field, or I got a friend who can get you in that field. Yeah. Why wouldn't um, they take advantage of their positions? I mean, it's
1: power is in the eye of the beholder, though. Like, you can be broke or not broke. And if you got any sort of power over someone who you feel like you can take advantage of, you're going to seize. So, yeah, people who are very naive to think that Cuomo is, is, is separate or, you know, not likely to abuse women in the way that he so frequently loves to to criticize you're naive to that thought because Cuomo was mm-hmm. still I mean he ain't a nigga but you know what I mean like he's still he's still a man at the end of the day and I feel like and I and I and I know this sounds very kind of depressing but to me men will always not all men I want to put that out there. Not all men, but men will always realize their, their superiority over a woman and it could be mental. It could be physical. It could be, you know, socially where you like stop her from seeing all her friends or whatever, but like they will always recognize their strength in that relationship and just hold on to it. So I can, I mean, I can see how him. I can see him doing that. I can see him being like, "I'm, I'm Governor Andrew Cuomo. What you gonna do? What you
0: gonna say? Who gonna believe you? Can I kiss you? Can I kiss? Or you? even just, or even just thinking that something like that is just okay to yeah. ask somebody, and you don't have that type of relationship. Yeah. Because that's what I see. Like these men just have the audacity. Yep. I don't need you to tell me have a good day. No, I don't need to and smile. Don't need to smile. And it's more so uh because I'm a friendly person mm-hmm. and so you know, if you just say hello, I understand that, especially like down here in the south. You got a lot of old men down here. They just like to say hello to a little pretty girl mm-hmm. or a nice young girl or whatever. Okay, I get that, but it's different when you see, I'm walking, you see, I'm on my cell phone. I'm walking to my car and you're going to continue to call me to try to get me to get off of my phone so that I can acknowledge you trying to talk to me. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, women, we do not, owe you our time and attention just because you think we do what happened wasn't it a story in new york where the girl got attacked yep because she wasn't interested in the guy trying to talk
1: to her i think he bit her face or something like that it was something very like gruesome like it was some horror film type shit yeah yeah i mean and even on like the low-key sense like i told you today somebody like commented on what I was wearing like and tried to make me feel like it was my fault I mean I feel like this and I feel like this after the fact but I feel like sometimes men feel like well you shouldn't have been wearing that and and I wouldn't have responded or I wouldn't have said that mm-hmm. or I would not have looked at you if you were wearing that and it's like how how is this my fault again H- how is it my job to control you and your urges and you need you need to have more self-control over your you know before you put the blame on me for being just who I am, for living comfortably mm-hmm. in my skin. And y'all want to come out here and say that we are, you know, it's it's up to us to determine what how you treat us. That don't even make sense. It makes no sense whatsoever. But to them, you know, it sounds off, you know, dandy and good, but it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Honest, I, I mean, when I was, when I had my first, like, I think my first sexual harassment encounter, I think I was in middle school for sure. And I was, and this sounds really crazy, but I was, I don't think I've ever told anybody this. Ooh. Um, I was kind of like forced into giving head in the library at my middle Mm-mm. school. And it was one of those things. Oh my God. I no, know, I know. It sounds really bad, but I was, I did not grow up around, and I'm saying this candidly, I didn't grow up around strong women. So I didn't grow up around people who who taught me how to protect myself against predators, no matter the age. And I remember at a very young age feeling like, okay, well, you know, they're kind of suggesting that I need to do it. So I need to do it. Or like my worth is only in, you know, how much I will cooperate with them. And I can imagine being 25, I really can. If I go my whole life, I can imagine, not my whole life, I can imagine going through my 20s and falling in a trap where Cuomo can be comfortable enough to say, can I kiss you? I can. I can see how realistic. Oh,
0: absolutely.
1: And it's one of those situations where you just kind of got to be like, fuck that. This is where we go back to like, you got to know yourself. You got to get yourself together before you really involve yourself in any type of business relationships personal romantic relationships because at the end of the day you are the only person that's going to have your best your best interest at heart and if you're dealing with people like let's say like Andrew Colmo or anybody who's ready to like prey on a young woman it's all fair and game for them it's all fair and game so I, I'm interested to see how the story, how how the story develops, because it's it's a shit show. But bring them right.
0: Bring because him out. it's allegedly it's allegedly, yeah. you know, I don't understand why people are so quick to um, try to blame the victims. And I'm doing quotation marks. Uh, I just don't understand why we're always so quick to.
1: Yeah, deny
0: the women and yeah. suppress the women, and, yeah. or the ones being abused as if they have a reason to lie about being abused. And when you have these people who are on these godlike platforms, where you know, really think about it an average person isn't just on TV. We talk about Andrew Cuomo, we talk about a governor. Right. So I'm sitting here like, first of all, let's talk about how he, this is not his first rodeo. Nope. He had a career before he was governor. He's not a bad looking guy. No, nope. no. Nope. <laughs> and so we should, it's it's possible. It's at least possible. So and we're talking about some nigga
1: from Flatbush. We're not talking about somebody from, the, from Harlem. We're talking about somebody who's on primetime TV. Mm-hmm. primetime tv who has i feel like in the past six to eight years has been really really on my feed of like social media mm-hmm. especially with his so- criticism over our last president um just honestly y'all i'm ch- i'm just saying it's for all the women out there protect yourself like i'm talking about protect yourself from your daddies protect yourself from your mamas protect yourself from anybody who is not you Because at the end of the day, people living for themselves. And you cannot, you cannot, this is coming from some person, y'all. I have lived and worked in New York City. I have worked for a very, you know, prominent institution in New York City. And I've worked, I've been around some very prominent people. And you cannot assume that people are going to protect you. And that goes back to Megan. You cannot assume that people are going mm-hmm. to protect you. You have to protect yourself. Like point blank period. Like you out here, you out here in a raft with one, with one, what's some things called? With one, uh, not- Or. but one oar. You out here with one oar. You have to protect yourself. You cannot just assume that people are going to protect you because you were connected to them in, in some way. It's just not, it's just not it. And I, I really feel, I mean, I know it takes time to get there. I was a young woman that was naive to thinking that somebody was not going to take advantage of me. I get it. But I'm telling you as somebody who has been through it as a survivor of rape and a survivor of sexual assault on many occasions, you have to protect yourself. Like it is just that simple. That's simple. If you got to walk around with a switchblade in your pocket, walk away, walk around with a switch and let these niggas know that you ain't playing. Let them right. know that you will cut them. Let them know that you will slice their balls off. And I know that sounds very vulgar, but I feel like as women, we get so like we feel afraid to be rough and to be like vulgar. But you really have to let people know, let these men know that you are crazy and you are willing to die to protect yourself versus you taking my life. And I'm talking about in the sense of like my physical life or my mental well-being. You have to let them know. Otherwise, they don't think they have a leg up on you. So sorry, I felt really passionate about that. Oh um, no, girl. Tight. Yeah. That was perfect. That's real. That's real. It's 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 really hard i hate to be a woman. Like I get super emotional even like this women's history month. Like I feel really emotional about talking like how the struggles we have as women like the shit we have to go through. Like we 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 bring life
0: into this world. Like have the men would you wouldn't even be here without us exactly you wouldn't even be here without but a woman that's all. you wouldn't be here without a woman and yet we treat our women so poorly mm-hmm. poorly it's I it's, don't know it, I want to learn when that switch was
1: mm. for me I don't
0: think it's always been I don't think it's always been like this where women have been regarded the way that we've been and it's been this patriarchal society. I I think that we could go back in time. And that at some point in some society. Ultimately, there was a flip and it's like, why? Because that just doesn't even make sense. You wouldn't even be here without a woman. You wouldn't even be. Here. And yet we treat our women. With the least. Or if they're less than and they're subservient. People treat their dogs
1: better than they treat treat women,
0: and I'm not even saying that like like that's
1: true. No that's joke. Like good. people treat their dogs better than they treat women. I just don't understand it. But you know what? Who's I'm I'm not you know I'm not gonna be sticking around for you to treat me however you want me, however you want to treat me like no longer. Oh yeah, Mm-mm. yeah.
0: Mm-mm. no. Mm-mm. So
1: that's enough of that. Hopefully, um, we're gonna definitely be on the lookout for more developments from this Governor Cuomo story. I really hope that justice is served, whatever format it's supposed to be served in. Um, but if you sitting here around here thinking that powerful men are not doing the shit that they're doing, you lost, cause right you lost they've
0: been getting away with it they've been getting away with it it's been covered up but not anymore be scared
1: yeah be scared hashtag be scared and that's like black white latina that goes for any type of man who who uses his i don't know testosterone and women and And women women too high key high key high key and that any
0: abuser out there hashtag be scared. Be scared. Yep. Cause we exposing. And we won't have time. We
1: really don't have time to just, I mean, <laughs> coronavirus is scarier than some of these men.
2: <laughs> Let's right. make it
1: real. You know, the panorama that we in that we are living through right now is is uh is scarier than you know some 80-year-old man who's still trying to get his rocks off. So I don't even know how Cuomo, how old is Cuomo? Like, what? he got to be his 50s.
0: He can't be that old. He got to be maybe in like his 50s or 60s. Yeah, he our parents
1: age. Well, my mom was age for sure. But anyway, we need to lighten it up a little bit. So, hmm, do we want to talk? Well, I mean, we might as well go into the uh, white audacity.
0: <laughs> exactly what I was thinking. Y'all, Nikki and I, we be in sync. That's why we're best friends. Yes.
1: Um, so y'all, okay, to be honest, Courtney has to tell me to tone down the white hate a little bit and (laughs) it's true. I do need to tone it down a little bit, but I also need to keep my knee on your necks. No pun intended, but pun intended, um, with all due respect, I must say that, um, keep our knee on your necks because y'all keep your knees on ours. And that's in the literal sense. You keep your knees on our necks. And I think it's important for white people. And I'm going to say it. White people. Y'all are not Caucasians. You are not white Americans. You are white people. It is important for y'all to learn from your stupidity, from your audacity. So we're here to teach you. And you know, our segment called the white audacity.
0: (laughs) 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 All right. Yeah. Let me start off, y'all, with this book that I read, okay? And I'm not gonna go in too much, but I read this book. But I follow her
1: at it. The Real Sea Green if you want yeah. a real in depth review. Go ahead, boo.
0: Yeah, okay. The Final Girl. So the book was called Final Girls and it was by Riley Sager. Um, it's the story of this girl. Her name is Quincy. Quincy survived a massacre. Well, um, in this so she survived a massacre and she's a part of these this group, this phenomenon based on again tabloids and media. They made her famous and they made a couple of other girls who also survived massacres famous as well. That's where the name Final girls came from. So one of the girls wind up dead. she's murdered. So you have Quincy, one of the girls die and another girl comes to visit Quincy. Quincy changes y'all. So she put her trauma, she kind of compartmentalized it out here living her life as a blogger until this final girl comes. And so here's the white audacity because it's written by a white man also. And so it's all this stuff going on. This crime is going on. And Quincy and the final girl, spoiler alert, they go to the park. Because the final girl is trying to trigger Quincy to face her past. Because Quincy cannot remember what happened to her in this massacre. And for, if for some reason, this final girl wants her to remember so bad. And so this is how she set it up. They go to the park. And they're watching men because now we have this issue of man versus women, really, to be honest, which we were just talking about. Uh, because the person who committed their massacres that they were involved in was also a man. Hmm. So they go to the park late at night, Central Park. So this show pe- this show territory, Nikki. Central Park, one, two o'clock in the morning. Bad idea. So, they knew it was a bad idea. Quincy sneaking to do it. And they go to the park, you know, it's this fog. They're sitting on a park bench and they catch this black guy trying to jack this girl's purse. So he runs up on the girl jacking the person they've seen because they've come to the park to watch stuff like this happen. And so, yeah, so... They confront the guy, and she's like the girl. You know, Quincy tried to jump on him, and later he kind of he punches her in the face and gets away from them. Mm. But the the white audacity comes in for me because I'm like, dang, you know, why does the black guy have to be the one jacking the girl's purse? Why do we have to be black? Yeah, why does he have to have a color? Mm. Do they specify and black? There's author. Cocoa skin. Cocoa skin. Use cocoa skin. Cocoa skin to describe the guy who oh, attempted to jack.
1: So you're being racist at the same as well. The author.
0: I didn't like. I didn't like that he. Yeah. I like clearly he's black. Now I will say, you know. It's way more white people who committed crimes in the book, mm-hmm. so I ain't gonna necessarily, you know, trip. But what bothers me is you don't really have to specify the race of the white people. Yeah, I'm sure you describe what you describe what they look like. I guess which is what he did with the with the purse jacker. No. But you know, just as a black person, I didn't appreciate that it's the cocoa skin color guy who got caught jacking the purse now i will say this though i did like the fact that he got away with it yeah as far as you know he didn't take the girl's purse yeah um because they they stopped him from doing it but he sure got away without getting caught up in the criminal justice system yeah it's yeah i feel yeah It's
1: hard reading a really reading a really good book and then they just throw in the, like dash of racism. And it's like
0: okay, I was like,
1: uh, but y'all okay. are really trying to show us?
0: I don't give a fuck. But
1: all right, all right, <laughs> all right. For me, well, this is kind of like well, Courtney wasn't around when this happened, but this is this is something that I was around to see. And so, like y'all know, we're educators, and there were and we work at a school that. It's hella white people, I ain't gonna lie. It, like, it's hella white people. It's also hella black people, but I feel like sometimes there are way more white people, we're including students and adults, way more white people than black people. And this school was not created for white people. Let's keep that in mind. So we have, um, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I don't know what I'm doing at the time, but I hear in my peripheral of my hearing, don't let me, this is the quote, right? Just imagine. And keep in mind, 2020 happened. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Don't let let me act like a Karen. Don't let me be confused with a Karen. Don't let me something, something Karen. And I'm my head turns. And if y'all black, you know the like, what the fuck did you just say? Look, you know how your head turned when that be happening. Yeah. What made me pissed and the white audacity about that statement is that do you understand the weight of a Karen? Do you understand the role of a Karen in American society right now? And you said that knowing you understand the weight and the role of a Karen in American society. Now, Those of you who are are Patrick's and live under beautiful rocks, to be a Karen means that you falsely, falsely and irrationally call the police on a Black man, woman, or child out of, quote, unquote, fear of your life. Meaning, you know that as a white woman, you are calling the cops on a black person knowing what the outcome will be, whether it is death or harm. Let's just be clear. So to hear two white women in a place where I work joke about the fact that they could be acting or being a karen or be called a karen is insensitive it is disrespectful and it is honestly it is lazy because you call yourself an ally you call yourself you know you 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 hold you uphold yourself to this standard of like i was out there you know, protesting for Black Lives Matter in summer 2020. Yet you come back in 2021, spring 2021, or whatever you want to call this spring deception in Atlanta, making a joke of the very people that caused harm to Black men and Black women and Black children in America. You think that's a joke? You think it's funny? To sit there and call yourself a Karen? How fucking dare you? And you lucky we at work and on the clock that I didn't check your ass when I wanted to. That's what that's that's the real you lucky that I got child care to pay for. Otherwise, like I would have no problem coming at your neck like you think that's a joke. Like this is my life we talking about. This is not, and I'm not gonna be real. This, the person, one of the people who made this, she's a, she's a, she's a part of the LGBTQ X Y Z community, and you know they fight for their own rights. But as a white person, you have way more rights as a gay white person than I do as a straight black woman. Let's be real. So you out here making it a joke, being called a Karen, and yet I, it's my livelihood. To fight Karens, it's my livelihood. What's the other one's called? Kens to fight Kens. Like that's not funny, and you think it's like that? That really irked me. Like I'm sitting here. I'm now that I'm thinking about it again. Like it really pisses me off. Like you think that's funny.
0: You think and what it, kills me? What kills me about the whole situation is that for you to be using the language of Karen. It's a clear racial conversation, Yep. a clear black and white racial conversation. And it makes me wonder, what were you talking about in the first place? If it's a possibility that somebody could look at you as a Karen, what were you doing? Whether you're joking or not, the fact of the matter is, you know, you're teaching a lot of black and brown kids. Yeah. And have you really checked your prejudice? Because you have a lot of people who want to deny that they're prejudiced without really doing the work to figure out and acknowledge what could their prejudice be so that they could actively work in order to, you know, eliminate it and work on it because that is an insensitive thing to say. And you're not gonna make a comment like that in the presence of a black person.
1: No, you would you,
0: never. You sat you sat there and you said it in a in a conversation where you feel like you can get away with it, but you were actually bold enough to say it at work where you could be heard. Yeah. I mean, let's be real. Yeah. So it's it's annoying. And
1: I and I feel like it's one, and and I feel like it's one of those things where people like white people love, like when we, I mean, honestly now I, and I will say last year really gave me the, the bravery and the galls to openly talk about how much I, the things I don't like that white people do, because I feel like it's, it's, I mean, like you said, last episode it has been put on blast so much with social media and cell phones and recordings and stuff. Like we have no choice, but to talk about it. So if you're going to make me see it, I'm going to let it be known that I hear and see everything that you're doing. So I'm going to talk about all the fucked up shit that white people do that they just passive, what they call it, microaggression that you, you know, that you just passively do. And you think it's, and you try to pass it off as a joke. This is our lives. We talking about our fathers, our husbands, our sons, our grandfathers, our daughters, our mothers, our daughter, like everything we're, they're being stripped away from us from let's just be honest, from quote unquote jokes. Women feeling bold enough to walk to someone's house, knock on the door and say, I don't like the sign in your yard because it says black lives matter. Like you you, you really, like y'all not understanding. And that goes back to Megan. Like, how can you not know? How can you not know? And for people who try to, y'all, Courtney, you know, last year I got I got reprimanded, I guess, for having a mug, a coffee mug that said Black Lives Matter. And literally 365 days later, the woman who reprimanded me with black kids has it plastered all over her own that same jargon plastered all over her you know whatever in a sticker form a t-shirt form or whatever like this is our life we talking about and y'all want to make jokes about it you have the white fucking audacity to make a joke about it you have the
0: audacity you know what? And it's so unfortunate. It's like Black people, we've always had to prove hmm. our stories. Hmm. We've had to prove our stories and prove ourselves. We've been talking about Karen's, like the whole dynamic of a Karen of uh, white people just lying on Black people. That's <laughs> okay. always been an issue. Yep. They just got a name. But white people did not believe it. No. I understand that white people would not believe it you have people and you got black people who didn't believe yep. it who are sitting here oh racism doesn't exist mm-hmm. we're in a colorblind society and so now it's actually being put on blast and now y'all are saying look this is what it really is yep. and it's like it's like unfortunate because it takes something big to hold people's attention it's an oh minutes. yeah Black lives matter. Black lives matter. But we haven't done the work to really internalize what that means. And so six months later, now we can make jokes about being a Karen. Yeah. It's Uh, not funny. When we were just talking about these Karens out here. It's not funny. It's not funny. Honestly, you can have the token privilege of being white. Don't make a joke about. I don't care who you are. Don't make a joke about being a Karen or anything that minimizes the black experience and you've never had it. Mm. There you go, right there. Don't do it. Don't the white all the what yeah you go. the problem in America is things keep happening because we want to act like we want to keep sweeping stuff under the rug. It's not just the black family, nope. it is the whole establishment. Yep. You know, they said up in Germany, they talk about the Holocaust. They're like, we're going to feel bad about the Holocaust so that it doesn't happen again. Mm. Meanwhile, in America, y'all y'all gave re- reparations to the Japanese by, for putting them in internment camps. But you got Black people, we still got to justify reparations. Yeah, yeah. And we built this, this country. I'm... Anyway, so yeah. anyway, yeah. white Which, people. So we can, we can definitely is, go
1: on and on about that one.
0: Learn from it learn from it so we're going to continue with the segment of the white audacity because y'all got the audacity to do a whole lot of stuff and we got the audacity to at least try to check you for it yeah
1: yeah <laughs> Shout out to you know what honestly if you are a if you are a bestie and you are listening and you have an experience where someone has had the white audacity, let us know. Write in if you don't feel comfortable, you know, putting it in the comments or whatever, write us at uh at the Courtney and Nikki show at gmail.com and let us know where white people have had you fucked up and you need to check them and we'll check them for you. If you ain't had the galls to do it, that's okay, boo. We got your back, we'll do it. We get
0: Back, Dusty.
1: <laughs> we got your back. All right, so we need to close this out, y'all. We are going on two and a half hours. That's how much fun you know girlfriends can have together. So you want to do? I mean, we got to We just got a song of the week.
0: Yeah, y'all. So we're gonna dedicate this song to this week. Yep. um Just gotta make it by Trey songs. I know y'all remember when Trey first hit the scene. Straight back. <laughs> Just had to make it y'all And that's how we've been feeling this week You know, let's Make it through y'all because we have a couple days Off next week and it's gonna be lit. Yeah, honestly Y'all straight back
1: Trey Song is my favorite Uh oh hey. well, Shout out to Trey Song Shout out to Just Gotta Make It It's a classic, classic banger Um, Courtney and I are big music heads So y'all gonna be hearing some real good Throwbacks from us Throughout this show But honestly y'all It's You just gotta push through the week You just gotta push through Whatever you're going through I'm not saying endure pain We are not saying endure stress Take the tips You know when we talked about our health goals Write that out Get that stress out Go work out Get that stress out But keep that mentality of it You just gotta make it You just gotta get through The hard times and persevere
0: And you know True. Do what you got to do. Right? <laughs> well, have fun while you're doing it, too, y'all, because, you know, it can be hard, but you got to have your people in your corner, your support system. Yeah. You got us, your besties. Yep. And yep. we'll help you make it. Yep. All right. Well...
1: This is the end of episode two of the Courtney and Nikki show. We hope you enjoyed it. We tired. I've been yawning. Courtney started to yawn like a little while ago. So it is time for us to close it out. But again, if you enjoyed the show, please be sure to subscribe, follow our show, um, rate, comment, subscribe, all that. You'll get the details down below in the show notes. And until
0: next time, peace. Peace, y'all.
1: Hey, best friends. Thanks for listening to The Courtney and Nikki Show. If you like this show, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other best friends like you find our show. If you want to connect with us outside of the show, follow us on Instagram at The Courtney and Nikki Show. Talk to you soon.